Warning, the things discussed in this episode are graphic and disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Avoid painting. Keep repeating to yourself. It's only a This is Culture Nutrition's podcast, where we talk about movies that are cool. With your hosts, Clay Bones, Eric Salazar, Brian Trott, Patrick Colwell. Now, let's talk. Alright, thanks for joining Cult Transmissions again. Another week. We're still surviving. Kind of. So. Uh, anybody watch anything good this week? I watched um, a couple Schwarzenegger classics. Uh, Eric will be excited to know it was uh, Running Man. <laughs> a, a severe blind spot for me, and I don't know how I went this long. Um, I loved every second of it. You had like, never seen it. Yeah. Damn. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I loved Schwarzenegger as every kid did. Um, pretty sure I've seen every other one multiple times. And I don't know. I think the title, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily avoid it. I just, I don't know. I just always found other things to watch instead. But, uh, man, yeah, I mean, I like, I'm going to buy it That's the next time I see it. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those movies I fall in love with. I mean, I've always heard everyone talk about it. Eric, man, that was like part of his childhood it seems I'm like it, I'm glad it holds up yeah, oh it does yeah, it's, it's still fun great but right after that I was like man it's been decades probably since I've watched Total Recall we go. just watched Starship Troopers so I was like I want to see what he did similarly and it you can tell he, his style is so it translates movie to movie I mean showgirls probably won't give you that vibe but you know <laughs> but yeah it was better than I remember I mean, I remembered it differently. I saw it when I was younger, and I felt like there was more, like, weird alien stuff. And there definitely is that, but it's a much smaller piece to the puzzle. And then what's funny, speaking of Starship Troopers, I knew Michael Ironside was in it, obviously. But Dean Norris, the guy from Breaking Bad, that small part in Starship Troopers, yeah. he's the weird, like, Tony, the main bald guy in Total Recall, mm-hmm. the deformed mutant or whatever they call him. Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah, him. Okay. I thought I recognized him, and then I waited at the credits, and sure okay. enough. So that was interesting. He was quite the genre actor back in the day for a little brief time, it seems like. Um, then, so those two, and then I watched another contemporary one, which I don't do too often. Um, it kind of caught my attention from the trailer, and I didn't want to get my hopes up, because contemporary movies often let me down. But it was from last year. Um, he directed Deathgasm. Didn't know that, but that same director did uh, Daniel Radcliffe movie Guns Akimbo. Yeah. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it. Nobody. It's it's just came out on Prime or Hulu, one of them. Um, it it could have been a lot better though. I think the comedy is what kind of keeps me from giving it a better score, but uh, the action's fun. And oddly enough, I watched it like maybe the same day or two as Running Man. A very similar movie. Hmm. It's like a weird online underground death gambling ring, almost like Fight Club times a thousand. And the main girl is trying to get out of it, and she's um, I don't know all 
horror fanboys are going to hate me for forgetting her name. She's like the big final girl right now. She was in The Babysitter. Uh, Ready or Not, that yeah. movie that was real big. You know Ready her, the blonde girl. She's, she's pretty good. Um, in fact, here I am right here. Samara Weaving. So uh, she's like the main badass that everyone gambles on. She's always the top-ranked one. Like it's like American Gladiators of Murder, and uh, basically Daniel Radcliffe's character is just a guy that trolls people. It's a nerdy guy that sits in his apartment and fucks with people online, like like calls out racists and stuff. It's very modern to what's happening today, you know. So uh, you're like, okay, this guy's this guy's all right, you know. I mean, and then he starts getting on that site, and he's like, oh, these guys are evil, and he starts talking shit to all of them, you know. But they track his IP, come to his house, and fucking nail guns to his hands and force him to compete in a match. So he wakes up the next day, and that girl is after him, and he's basically running. Just like in the movie, he's forced to go all around town, um, getting chased by people trying to kill him. Um, and then he finally toughens up as the movie goes, because at first he's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. So it gets fucking wild from there. That part's all great and entertaining. And uh, the main, the manager from Flight of the Concords, New Zealander, I can't think of his name, he has a hilarious cameo as a bum. He's like a homeless guy that kind of stumbles across him in the middle of the action, and he like inspires him, and there's some really disgusting, funny scenes in that in that part. But um, yeah, I don't know. I give it like a B minus. Uh, it's worth a watch, but wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. But if you want some dumb action and violence with mediocre comedy, I guess check it out. That's all I got. Um, so I tried to watch the Wuhan, like, this is, mm-hmm. like, a Netflix series. It's like, what is it, The Grudge? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the original, but it's like a Japanese prequel to the movie, uh, like, a Netflix series. Um, I don't, I watched one episode and it, I don't know, it, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely Japanese. Like, it was really weird. Like, there's rape and like lots of hair. It's kind of, so kind of, no, like it was not even that scary. Like the ghost is not even as scary as the one in the original Wuhan movie. Mm-hmm. But it was it's weird because like take it so the girl gets raped like these two girls trick her to come to this house with this guy or whatever that 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 haunted house Mm -hmm. from the first one yeah and uh for some reason they want him to rape her and then one she goes upstairs and sees the ghost and comes out of the closet weird you know she didn't get scared to death with the. Remember, they used to call it call it the hook hook face Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the rain. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, she likes the one girl that had the guy raper wants to date the guy for some reason, but the one that got Solly Ghost steals him or whatever. I'm like, please take me home or whatever. And anyways, they like, go home. She and wants she's to all, date a known rapist. Right. She ha- she wants to date the guy she's told to rape this. Oh girl. wow. It's, re- it's really weird, fucked up. But they. So they're like, she changed, you can see her change. And they go home and like murder her mom, which like earlier, her mom was weird and kind of mean to her. But it, that, it, that was shocking in itself because the mom was like, no, please. And the boyfriend just 
stabbing her. And she's like, please stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like, keep stabbing her. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, this is wild. But I only watched one episode so far. I'll probably, I'll probably finish it. So it it's like the it's a prequel of the girl that haunts the first movie? I'm not, I'm not, not sure that yet. There's already a ghost in the house. Oh, and yeah. I think it's jumping around, and I'm just not catching it, the timeline. Does the ghost, like, pass the torch? <laughs> maybe, maybe, actually. I don't know. It's weird. Well, now you got to find out. But, uh, yeah, I watched, I watched some of that. I started that. Um, and then today I watched a documentary called Doomed. And it's about Roger Corman, Fantastic Four from the nineties. Oh, I watched it, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't. It's it basically is just about um, what well, course what they shot the whole movie, and it was Roger Corman like low budget. They wanted to make a big but you know a low, try to make a big movie with a low budget, which they I feel based on what everyone said they did a decent job. Of course, it's low budget, and I found out they used they recycled some of the sets from Carnosaur. Oh. <laughs> nice. The guy, the guy was like, "Yeah, it's like the same sets. We would just like take a solo cup and glue it to the wall and paint it to change it up or something." Jeez. But uh, I kind of like I remember seeing the trailer because the trailer came out on. It, like releasing theaters and movies and stuff and I remember seeing it on a VHS tape that I had mm-hmm. when I was a kid and I was like oh I want to see it because like the thing looked cool or whatever mm-hmm. and the thing costume was actually pretty good it had a lot of servo motors and a lot of emotion and they wanted to get the emotion in his face because that's like a sad character apparently hmm. but it's pretty cool and like Roger Corman like they basically set it up to shoot a movie to throw away like the main Marvel guy at the time because they had like one last movie they had to do with whatever yeah they did that with Hellraiser just to get it was like a rights issue so like after that movie Marvel's gonna take over their production or whatever so no one knew that except for this one guy that they think that no one knows the real story but it's pretty interesting Hmm. and I was like man I wanna watch that movie because if Later, some bootleg copies like spread through like conventions and stuff, and like the actor has never seen the full movie, like the main Ugh. stars, and they found it at like conventions and stuff. It's kind of cool. They're like, "Where'd you get this?" And like, "Oh, I bought it from wherever. I have it." And they're like, "You want it?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, ten bucks." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, other than that. I haven't been doing much. I've been outside a lot, fixing my house. <laughs> um, as usual, I started a ton of movies, and I finished two of them. I probably started like nine this past <laughs> week. I got the bug, and then I would like start watching one, forget what I watched it on, and see something else. But like, oh, I want to watch that, and it's just in the cycle. Um, but I did watch and finish the nineteen seventy six Mad Dog Morgan. Mm-hmm. Australian film uh, Dennis Hopper it's the true story of an Irish outlaw Daniel Morgan who's wanted dead or alive um, in the 1850s it, you know I didn't know like the actual story I just knew 
the stories from the movie just... I was going to ask if you were going to bring all that shit up. Hopper. I mean, you, and you can tell. He plays an Irishman, so his, his accent's already a little off. He plays drunk throughout the movie. Plays? But I think they <laughs> added that to the script. Because, I mean... Extra help. I heard he got, like, banished. From, yeah. Like, kicked out of Australia. He's Out of Australia, of all places, like... Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of scenes I heard he's that a maniac. you can see, like... Like, horses and, like, some of the other actors, like... What are you doing? Are you... Like, they couldn't tell if he's acting or not. Um, I don't know. It was it was all right. It was cool seeing seeing it finally. Just uh, wanting to like get deeper into you know Australian films and stuff. But and I like westerns, so that's a pretty good western. Um, and then I watched uh, the 1985. It's called The Complete Owl, and it is a film slash documentary on Wilder Weird Al Yankovic. Because I couldn't sleep that night, so I just stayed up. I thought you said owl. I was like, no, that would have been better. <laughs> but it's just like a real cheesy like story of his life, and it just they interject like all his like music videos and stuff. But, you know. I just saw a video of Weird Al at the Tiny Desk concert, mm-hmm. like NPR. I think they that. just like put re- like re- put it up as a memory. But I started a bunch of other stuff. Uh, probably finish it soon and then I'll have that next week. <laughs> I have that problem with Tubi. There's so much shit on there and yeah. I'm just like, I'll watch the first 10 minutes if it's good, I'll keep watching it. And I did start. Half the time it's not. Yeah, I did start A, mo- a Monster in My Closet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's trauma. I think it is. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Feels like it. And uh, I remember that movie and I, I was like, I want to, I just wanted to see the monster, so I started it, and it was kind of, it's really kind of boring. And I so I fast forward just to see the monster. And the monster yeah. design is so funny. It's like a big, kind of looks like a big piece of like a big turd with the, <laughs> like a round mouth that doesn't move, and then like this weird thing shoots out of it and like bites people. Uh, I did show Teddy Killer Clowns from Outer Space yesterday, and he loved it. So. Oh, we're on a good track. So I did forget. I watched another movie that fits the witches. I told you guys oh, off yeah. off uh, off the radio here that um, yeah, my four year old daughter was able to watch it, and I was like, I don't think I could watch that at four. I was like seven or eight before I could handle that. The last time I saw it, I was probably a kid because I don't it's even good. remember. Yeah, it holds up really well. I mean, it's for kids, but I think. They want parents to watch it with them because it's yeah. it, it, it's very, it's got some creepy stuff for sure. The way they they go deep into witch like lore, not like actual known lore from like you know Salem, but like yeah. the, their own version, like the purple eyes, the weird flat toes, like all these signs that make it easy for a little kid to spot them. Oddly enough, yeah. or ironically, so the kid obviously starts noticing that shit and it was it was really neat they they made a neat little witch world in that in that movie and uh kind of wish they would have made more it would have been a fun franchise i think was uh was teddy scared or was he entertained uh i think he's a little nervous at first because he knew it was i guess we'll say primarily a horror movie it Um, used to scare me and 
he and Hayden are interested in watching a lot of them, but you know, it's it's really hard, especially if the selection I have, I can't just. I'm yeah. not just gonna throw on whatever and just hope they can get through it. I have um, made that mistake. But uh, no, once he he saw the clowns and kind of like the music and the humor, like he was he was fine. He loved it. I'm so scared. What about of clowns? Ernest scared stupid. He loves that one. We That's a good that. one. That's um, the same. Yeah. Mask is the character. Yeah, it feels similar. A little less violent, yeah. obviously, but... I really they actually use one of the molds from the clown. Mm-hmm. The, the troll, sense. yeah. The troll. I really wish there was some more in that vein. Like, PG-13, just... And it's really... I mean... The gore, even when it is gory, isn't that bad. Even, like, when the guy gets his head knocked off, it's not <laughs> bloody, really, yeah, or anything. Like, so, it's just... Yeah. We could probably do a whole episode on this. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, we it's a good movie we shouldn't no I just mean like gateway horror uh, well, yeah. I don't want to say too much just in case <laughs> I got a lot I could I mean I've wrote about it online before like it's it's a fun topic alright so before we dive in let's uh let's take a break we're going to expand our weekly video segment to take you into the back shelves of your local video store back where it says horror videos and where kids are devouring some awful films that we call the video nasties you not have heard of the term video nasties or gross out films these terms refer to a whole group of pictures full of blood and guts sometimes real sometimes fake and kids are renting them voraciously and holding video nasty parties in their homes to see if they are man enough or woman enough to sit through all this disgusting gore. Mine are going to be mostly depressing, uh, you know, gut punch movies that were like, kind of killed my soul a little bit. Uh, movies that I might not have been able to watch twice, so um, forgive me if my memory is not what it could be on these, but um, I'll start with a Criterion movie that was made in 2001 by uh, director Catherine Brillat. Brillat? I'm not sure how to say her last name. But uh, it's called Fat Girl. And um, it uh, has what I call the most shocking ending I've ever seen in a movie. Um, But basically the movie is about a chubby young girl, maybe 10 to 12, about 12 probably, and her sister's a little older, probably like 15, 16, and she's getting like sexually active, getting cute boys coming around, and the little girl's jealous, as you know, but she doesn't quite, I mean, she understands why she's not getting that attention, but she's young, so kind of, you know, innocent to all that stuff, but you can tell she's desiring attention from boys most of the movie, and, um, they have a good relationship with the mom, um, but the mom ends up like moving. I believe they're either moving or going on vacation. I'm just gonna skip to the end. So that the whole movie is just kind of like the sisters' relationship, and then the mom interweaving with it, and you, it's just a drama. At that point, it's just a drama that's kind of sad about a girl that's out of place, you know, or feels out of place. And at the end, literally out of nowhere, I think they're sleeping in a parking lot after driving all night, and you just see a window shatter. And a guy just straight up murders the mom, just takes an axe to her face, brutally, like, shows everything. And I think he kills the, the older sister. And then at that point, the, the titular fat girl crawls out, and she's, like, kind of crawling in the grass. And he goes on top of her, rapes her, and I can't remember 
I don't know why he spares her. He doesn't kill her. Mm -hmm. But anyway, as the act is happening, she's like smiling. That that someone that just murdered her family is giving her the attention she wanted the whole movie. And he runs off and escapes. And I think she just like cuts to her like not upset with the cops get there. And you're just like, what the fuck did I just see? And it, it just fucked me up so bad that someone thought to write that in a movie. I don't know. But yeah, it's... You went, and, went ahead and told us to watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's it's it a fucking a crazy time. movie. Yeah. Like, And I, I had it recommended by another friend, so... <laughs> I won't call you out on the air, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a criterion. It's a well-made movie. To my knowledge, a pretty distinguished director, but God, it... I will never forget that any of that movie. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead Eric. Okay, you want another one like that? Uh, I, don't even want to, I don't even want to tell anyone the name of this movie. I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> I mean, the you land before I'm time. pretty sure you watched it with me. I probably showed you. Probably you. Showed me. <laughs> you or I'm, I might have to call him out because... Well, I already know who we always Anyway, so I'm just going to name the film and you're going to know. Or I'm going to describe it a little bit. I'll, here, I'll just tell you this. It's told in backwards order. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's called Irreversible. Yep. And I've watched it one time and I will never watch it again. It has one of the most, I'm pretty sure I looked it up. It was an 11 minute. Mm-hmm. Rape. Rape. And it doesn't, like, draw back. It mm-hmm. doesn't switch scenes or nope. anything. It's just... It's awful. Steady. Just and it just stays on it. And it is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... There's some... It's a unique idea. So it's told back... You know, it's told in, re- like, backwards, which is kind of hard to explain. You basically yeah. start from the end of the story... And then, you know, the scenes happen and kind of yeah. work. It's a revenge movie. Yeah. yeah. The revenge part is really cool because the husband or whatever does find the dude that raped his wife and smashes his face in with the fire extinguisher, which yeah. is a pretty graphic scene. But, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> that's yeah. fine to me. It was fine. But, like, that movie, I remember watching that movie. Um... And just thinking, like, feeling so uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't want to finish that movie. Like, I can barely remember what happened after that. Yeah. Besides the face face smash. I'll uh, I'll clue you in. Don't watch any other Gaspar (laughs) Noe movies then, because (laughs) that's pretty much what you're going to get. Yeah, it was so bad. Like, I will never forget it. Like, like, if we were ordering this, that would be my number one movie to, to never watch again. Really? And never even... Well, tell people. Even though before I'm we, everyone. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Okay, before he jumps into his movie, I'm just gonna say I have that on mine, and I just want to give my two cents. I'm not yeah, gonna go waste ahead. a whole no, segment on it. Um, I was gonna talk about yeah, ultimately fucked up movie, the gore, the violence at the beginning, and then when you see that violent scene, you're like, oh my god, like that's one of the first times I've seen violence that doesn't cut. Mm-hmm. It's just blunt. Like I even. Frame by frame, 
fire frame by frame pause the moment you can see the moment where it cuts to a dummy yeah. and it's almost seamless i was like that is a very good prosthetic but uh what i loved about the movie if you would say that yeah yeah is everyone says it's a gimmick i thought it was so powerful and awesome how they had them happy as a couple together at the end of the movie right. that's what bothered me the most because at the end you want relief yeah and instead you get the most depressing part of the movie right. you, you think it's the rape coming. but now you know oh i watched this terrible shit and i saw what they were beforehand yeah and they were in love and happy and oh yeah that, that is the genius it's of that like type of movie straight gloom and doom at that point you're like oh, yeah you just got destroyed emotionally and they're they're ending it in the happiest scene you've ever seen in a movie i, I put i put like oh i don't want to watch it and it's awful and it made me feel bad but it was a it was a unique good movie, oh he's really. a, awesome right? <laughs> he's an awesome director i, I cannot say it's, that it's yeah. a, i don't want to say it's a good movie but it, it really is i mean if maybe if it didn't have that scene you know it'd be easier to watch but it wouldn't have had it wouldn't have, it the, wouldn't have impact. the impact it shows the rage so i mean he knew he knew what he was doing when he put it in there um <laughs> Yeah, but well, think about it. At first, you're like, "Why the fuck did he just smash this guy's head to, yeah. to like a watermelon?" And then you're like, "Oh, that's yeah, why." Yeah. Fuck, I would you, have done the same thing. Makes you watch the whole movie. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a rough one. I think I've only seen it once and a half, maybe. I. Uh... I remember the moment it stopped. I was like, "I am never watching that again." <laughs> they should just make a, a edited version. <laughs> that just has him like starting to take her clothes off and then cut to right after like yeah, where you don't have to watch it but you still know what happened simulated yeah. uh okay <laughs> looking at my list I don't know which one to talk about first these aren't in order either yeah, we're just no. kinda we're free balling it tonight seeing how this goes um alright you guys went hard and heavy and sad <laughs> yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll join you um, this movie, it's on a lot of lists. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've all seen it. Um, may own it. And that's fine. There's going to be some movies on here that everyone, you know, feels different or the movie made them feel a little different. But that's, I think it's kind of what's going to be unique with this episode. But first one I'm going to talk about is the 1989, hope I say his last name right, E. Elias Marriage. Uh, begotten mm-hmm. this movie I, I don't know I, like already like I'm, I'm just thinking about the movie and like the opening scenes and um, I don't know, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast you've probably heard of this movie if not I mean get a copy if you can find one if not it's on YouTube the full film but it's it's basically a surreal gory and entirely visual um story of like the death of religion and the abuse of nature mm-hmm. and by man and a nihilistic outlook on what life ultimately is and it's just i don't know there's something about this film probably had something to do with me watching it by myself alone in my apartment probably had an impact on me too but right yeah i think just, like sometimes the environment when you see a certain movie you rem- like if it's a weird, Absolutely, weird yeah. time in your life or whatever you see this movie because it, every time you watch that movie you're just gonna think like back to that first yeah, time yeah. 
I don't hate this movie. I actually really, really like his work, and I like this movie. But there's just something about it. Like, it just... The imagery from it and, like, the sounds, it just... It got me in a weird place, and I don't know. You should really fall asleep watching it. Yeah. <laughs> See how that works out. But, um... I don't know. I kind of don't want to talk about it, because if there's some people that haven't seen it, I want to just kind of dive in head first. But, I don't know. It's, it's a well-known enough movie that, you know... Well, it's hard to see, though, unless you track a bootleg like I had to do. I don't... I mean... I, I, I found it one time in the wild used hundred dollars that's the real that's the only time I've seen a real copy and I wanted it I knew of it I wasn't gonna pay hundred dollars so yeah I think I got it for ten dollars at a comic-con like right so I I did like it enough to want to watch it whenever I wanted you know it's it's real grainy it's in black and white it's just I think you every anyone should see it it's whether it's like a, a horror fan or really just an, a lover of art, mm-hmm. all of his movies. Um, in fact, recently I just watched his. Was it the Shadow of the Vampire? No, Den of Celestial Birds. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's just a. It's like a 14 minute film. Um, it's shot really well too. Again, with like the imagery and his use of like. I mean. It's not even really soundtrack. It's just more atmospheric sounds well, and that, stuff. That's kind of how Bogotan could be described. A lot of the sound is what makes it. I wouldn't say disturbing, but just, weird. Yeah, just it's a weird, disturbing film, but you can't stop watching it, mm-hmm. or at least I couldn't. But it's well, the first time I watched it, I was trying to figure out what it was saying, trying to say. Yeah, and then you go reading about it. It's a very written or. Written about film, wrote wrote about, wrote about a, a, a lot of articles online about it. Um, a lot. Of it, it's fun watching people break it down, but it's not. I don't think it's trying to be anything deeper than what people have no. kind of figured out. But um, I will say, the infamous scene that's always in gifs and stuff on online. I don't really want to say what it is, right? Because it's vital to the story that is being told. If you haven't seen it, but then again, we said we're going to talk about spoilers, so. Fucking fast forward ten seconds. Yeah. Uh, the God killing itself scene is one of the scariest scenes ever put to film, ever, and that's why you'll see it passed around just scary message boards. It's just that scene. It, no maybe, other scene in the movie. That's why it appeals to me, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but that that scene it's would give most watch. kids nightmares. Just if you're feeling adventurous, just put it on. Uh, you definitely need some headphones. You need to hear, have the full experience of it. Um, watch it in the dark. Put on some headphones or some loudspeakers, and um, yeah, it's yeah. it's an experience for sure. Whether you whether you understand it, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, it's just artsy. It's just boring." But I think you can, if you actually watch it, you can see more of that. Mm-hmm. I think you can. Understand. It almost feels like an early 1900s silent film, like yeah. the old horror films of that time period. And I think that's on, what it, on acid. I thought that's what it was, you know, because I had seen stills from for. it and everything, and then, but, yeah. So go watch Begotten. Or if you have like an asshole roommate that brings over, like you know, douchebags, throw it on. Yeah, you 
clear them out. <laughs> clear them out real quick. All right, let's see. What do I want to do next? Well, I get to throw my extra choice on here now since Eric kind of took one of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll go with uh, the Michael Haneke movie. Are you guys familiar with Michael Haneke? The um, Funny Games. He did both of them. The remake with uh, American actors and the, uh, the original one. Mm-hmm. And then he did, uh, oh God, oh, The Piano Teacher. Um, those are his big hits, like, as far as in the States that I know of. But he did this movie called Benny's Video. And, you know, I like funny games. And I had a movie of his called Time, Time of the Wolf, kind of a post-apocalyptic movie I liked. So I guess, you know, you could say I'm a fan of him. But, my God, he does violence and, and like, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? I guess just violence. The way he does his violence bothers me more than even some of these Gaspar Noes or, you know, um, Nick Winding Refn that are kind of known for that stuff. But this movie's very minimalistic. Let me pull it up here. I'm going to give a brief synopsis before I dive into what I think. So in a nutshell, it's about a 14-year-old video enthusiast, a boy who's uh, so caught up in film fantasy that he no longer can relate to the real world to such an extent that he commits murder and records an on-camera confession for his parents. Um, so the movie starts with this little boy. He's got like VHS rigs all over his house. He's obsessed with walking by the video store. I think it's like early 90s, so VHS is real big, you know, and can't like handheld cameras. So he befriends a girl that would watch the movies with him his age at the in the windows. They would watch like at the TV shop or whatever you call those back then. But she ends up coming over to his house. But he also has this obsession with one of those, I don't know what they're called, those like pump air compressor things that kill cattle. The Mm -hmm. dude from Anton uses in No Country for Old Men. He has a smaller version designed for pigs. And it shows an old VHS copy of a trip he took when he was like, you know, six or seven of them going to a farm and watching them do that to pigs, like a learning, like a lesson. And he fucking steals it from the farm and he keeps it all these years and he's just fantasized about using it and never had the chance until he brings this girl over. And the whole movie is just him filming. He's filming their encounter, like super voyeuristic movie, you know? And he just straight up walks up to her and she's like, he's like holding it to him and then holding it to her and she's like, you won't do it. And he's just like, just does it. Just kills her and it's just so casual. I think he just like, kind of like, props her body down and like walks out of the room you're just like what's he doing no panic no fuck oh what did i do he's just like shrugs his shoulders and walks off and then it sits on her body just laying there i think she might even be like slowly dying you're just like oh god you're like watching it like almost like you're in the room and he comes back in and like i think by that time she's dead he puts her in a closet and leaves again you're just like fuck it's like you're witnessing a real murder happening it's not Hollywood cinematic at all so then by the time it catches back up he basically shows his parents the tape and they're like oh they think it's one of his silly films you know and then they find out it's not and the dad is like a politician in the area like I don't know mayor or something so he's like fuck I can't get this get out so he like helps them dispose of the body and just like it just it is the bleakest movie I thought about selling it. I have it. And it's like a desired cult film, you know. 
and part of me doesn't want to regret getting rid of it, but I'm never going to watch it again. I I didn't even want to show any, like, normally when I find a fucked up movie, I'm like, oh, you guys got to see this for the experience. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> not, not on this. I've never, <laughs> never considered showing anyone this movie. I don't think I own anything like that. I mean, I might no. be, I have some stuff that might embarrass me. Well, embarrass showing other people, but I'm, you know. I also want a Fahrenheit 451, this movie off out of existence, because, I don't know, Funny Games is hard to watch for some people. Yeah. Just the, just the sheer, like, pointlessness of the attack, and yeah. it, what I'll say is, his killers in his movies are very robotic. Just emotionless robots that just kill and you don't know why. Almost like Michael Myers. It's just, I mean, he has a reason, but they feel like that. So, Funny Games has more depth, though. It's a more entertaining movie. So. Also, shout out to Michael Myers on that new trailer to do. It just dropped. <laughs> I don't watch I'll watch it after this. I guess yeah. it's not coming out until next year. Yeah, yeah, but they're releasing a teaser like a year well, ahead of time. More than a year. It's October of 21. Well, it's a year and four months away. They want people to not forget about to be it. interested, but yet with the theaters and COVID and everything. But yeah, it's hard. It was rough watching it and like uh, being excited, but something to look forward to. Oh. I guess <laughs> I did see a funny thing online about it. We gotta keep talking about it. Um, Mike or not Michael Myers? Fuck John Carpenter uh, alleged that there's like. A hundred times the kills that yeah, you're used to in Halloween movies. <laughs> One of the comments on the on the link was, uh, "Okay, so seven people, including the dog, died in part one. So there's seven hundred murders." In this <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, never uh, know." This next one, I will recommend, and it's like probably the one of the weirdest, made me feel weird movie that I've ever seen. Um, Eric, if you say munchies. <laughs> no, no munchies. Classic. <laughs> Munchie. Uh, no, it's uh, the David Lynch classic Eraserhead. Okay. Uh, I, think the f- I think I watched it like on DVD before, but I went and watched an, a midnight showing yep. once. And that circle. I was... It made me feel so weird because I, I guess I was, I was probably tired and like, and I don't know, but I remember, <laughs> so I don't know if the eraser head, how do you explain it? <laughs> like, how do you explain it till you even like, even give it justice? Well, you, that's what's funny is you can't because the synopsis is Henry Spencer tries to survive his industrial environment, his angry girlfriend and the unbearable screams of his newly born Yeah, it's child. just a guy's descent into madness. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a real... Story old like, time. nightmare kind of for people. Uh, yeah. But like he said about Begotten, it is a work of art. Right. Every frame can be a photograph on your wall, is how I describe it. Like, that's what blew me away. I was expecting... I think I saw that before I was familiar with Lynch's other shit. Right. So I was like, oh, Midnight, this is going to be some schlocky John Waters, weird, artsy stuff. Yeah. No. It was artsy, but not in the way I associated with Midnight movies. The, like the um, weird, deformed baby. Yeah. Used to, and the sound, it like kind of drove you nuts. Like, yeah. you were sitting there like, I'm, 
like feeling crazy right now. Like I feel like that I'm about was, to go crazy. <laughs> that was a memorable experience. I mean, when I think about Eraserhead, uh, I think of that night when we saw it at Circle because it mm-hmm. was cramped in there and sweaty, sweaty. The movie's yeah, hot, mostly quiet, but then yeah. like when the baby's born and it's just the crying, it was just like industrial noises too start pounding it it's so loud and it just doesn't stop and it's just I don't know and all the weird like different like that lady that weird lady in the radiator moon face lady and then even like the like the bigger guy where he's like in the window yeah that one always like like, God or something bothers me um Sarah hates that movie it, I mean, it infuriates her. She hates it so much. I showed it to her. I mean, yeah. Just... I mean, it really messes with your mind. Like, you watch it. You gotta really have an open mind. Like, you're looking at a piece of art, like you said. Like, it's like, what, what, what am I looking at right now? It's like, you can try to, like, decipher what it's meaning and yeah. stuff. But when I first watched it, it's like, completely blown up. My mind was blown, so I was like, I don't know what I'm watching. It's just making me feel really weird. If someone says that movie's boring, then they didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Because even if you're not enjoying it, you're still watching it, and it's still going to project some sort of feeling. It's hard to take your eyes off of that. How are you not entertained by the chicken on the fucking (laughs) dinner table? How does that Uh, not something out of it? This is like a weird nightmare. Like Like, I remember watching it, and I was thinking... I was waiting for something to happen, you know? Yeah. And nothing crazy. I think that's part of it, yeah. It's just like, this is making me feel weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's a challenge for you two. Name one movie of his that isn't like a nightmare. Go. (laughs) That's literally how I describe him as a director. I was going to say that Duran Duran concert I watched, but that was a fucking train wreck. For the wrong reasons. He burned me on that one. Oh, wait, I take that back. There's something. He did a Disney um, documentary, or, yeah, about a farmer. Apparently, that is not, that's one of his first films that's not weird at all. Mm. So I actually own it now. I got it. I had it given to me in a box full of movies that someone was getting rid of. And that's one of the reasons I wanted it. I was like, that's not easy to find. <laughs> so I need to watch this. So I, I actually forgot I had it because I haven't cleared out the box yet. It's out in the garage. But, um, Elephant Man? I love that's Elephant not a, like, It's that's not, not that a weird. creepy, weird movie. I used Sad. to watch that as a kid. Like, my mom loved that movie. I mean, that's kind of his claim to fame. Or yeah, it was. I used to, I put him on the map. I mean, you're not going to be able to to put any of his movies up there with Eraserhead, but I agree. I mean, I think one of my favorites apart from that, I love Lost Highway. That might be... Yeah, that's good. Soundtrack's good. That and Blue Velvet are tied for me. Mulholland Drive is a fucking nightmare. It, it kind of makes me feel the way Eraserhead, you described Eraserhead, the shit, it feels like a more modernized, like dream that's in color that you can actually relate yeah. to more oh god there's some super scary shit in that movie for a movie with a bunch of attractive people and right. lesbians driving like just that place in mm-hmm. general was weird like yeah 
think a lot of dead bodies are found out there. Like, I actually drove down it once and I didn't even know it. I just looked up and saw it and I was like, holy shit, this is from the movie. I was like, it was such a weird <laughs> moment. Driving. Wait, stop. Such a weird driving. moment in, in, on a vacation yeah, a couple like of years a ago. A lot of real life murders or <clears throat> they dump bodies out there. Or something. Uh, is it me? Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk about Eraser Head, so I'll pick something else. Mm-hmm. Um... So, everyone's probably seen this. Not everyone likes it. Not everyone feels the same way about it as I do. That's fine. Uh, 1973, William Friedkin, The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. I love this movie. A couple of reasons. One, it's just, it's a good horror movie. Obviously, it's one of the the greats. Um, But for me personally... uh, kind of raised in a little bit stricter house you know obviously I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of horror movies so when I had my chance you know I would just dive into whatever I could as as deep as I could um and this was one of the first ones that I dove into based off of my uncle telling the story that I think he was like in his early 20s grown-ass man in the theater and he walked out like he couldn't finish it yeah, and telling me that was like, you need to go watch this movie, and it it got me. I mean, I can still watch it. I know the movie from start to finish. I watch it at least once a year, but I can I can put myself in this weird time capsule or whatever and watch it the same way every time and feel the exact same way yeah. every time. Like I just I don't know the the sounds of that movie are terrifying to me. And, you know, like the soundtracks and stuff of mm-hmm. movies stick out a little more for me, um, just naturally. So with this movie, it was just, I don't know, I think it's a gorgeous movie. Like all the shots when they're like just in Georgetown, like aside from all the horror and horrible stuff, mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous movie. Like the story, like it's a good story. The mm-hmm. actors are all good. You kind of, care for almost all of them and then you dump in like the most horrific shit and it's just it's on my list it, it gets to me it's one of those movies that like our parents watched or our uncles or yeah. whatever and it was like the scariest movie they had ever seen <laughs> yeah. and they tell us that as kids like I remember being so scared to watch it like right? I was like ah. you know we'll kind of get into that a little bit later mm-hmm. but it's not on my list but I remember being scared to watch it, and uh, especially if you grow up in like a Christian household too, mm-hmm. made it even worse. My mom mm-hmm. used to be scared, like she didn't even want to watch it in the house, which made me scared to watch it because right. she, she used to say, "Yeah, if you watch that stuff, you're gonna bring bad spirits in or whatever." You know? Well, and when your parents, Shit, when get, people believe that when it came out, your parents aren't supposed to. As a child, your parents. Are uh. protect you. They're not supposed to show that sort of fear, yeah. you know. And it's like I grew up being afraid of Jason Voorhees. Just I hadn't even seen the movies, but you know, Halloween come around, you see the hockey mask, and it's just this eerie thing. It's like the boogeyman. Yeah. Yep. But this film, it was like a different fear. It was like oh, the cap- unknown and 
maybe this will really happen if I watch this movie. <laughs> right. you know, That's what get, I thought. And it was well, just... Well, my version that you're, of the boogeyman that you're talking about was fucking Captain Howdy's face. I yeah. saw that before yeah. I saw the movie, so I was like, well, when's this fucking demon going to come out and eat somebody? Obviously, I had it wrong. I but need to bring my Captain Howdy picture. I, I found a, a button <laughs> that I got from an old got convention. Eight by ten. Um, I will. I did. I. This is a movie that you keep learning shit about. Mm-hmm. Documentaries surface. Different things come out. It's just. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Max von Sydow, fa- uh, Father Marin, I believe in the movie. Is like, not that old in that movie. Yeah, that's old. He, like, he's made to look really old. Up. Yeah, and he's like forties or something. I think we crazy. gave him a shout out when he died. Yeah. Um, or early episodes, maybe. Actually, I don't even I think that, made it. that one wasn't even released yet, so there you go. You all just got a I think he was 43 scene. or 44, and he looked like seven. Yeah, I remember. I saw that, and I thought, I thought he was an old guy. There's some really good documentaries. I can't think of the name of it, but um, I think it's on YouTube. But it just dives into like the making of and just <clears throat> kind of all this, this stuff all the actors had to go through. Oh, dude, making freaking film. mania. <laughs> and there was like some horror stories. Yeah. And stuff and it's like our infamous now. It's kind of like poltergeist with like the curses and stuff. And... Oh, Friedkin would shoot guns and scare the fuck out of people. He punched uh, what's his name, Karis in the face. Mm-hmm. I think he finds Marin at the end, you know, and he's like, um, that like the fa- look on his face is the shock of getting hit. <laughs> the mom when she gets like pushed into the dresser or whatever like That's severely real. damaged her back I mean Reagan not, broke her fucking Linda Blair broke yeah. a vertebrae in her neck not that that's an appeal to this movie but just I mean you can feel that when you're watching mm-hmm. the film like you can see what went into the movie but <clears> it's you know I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there rolling their eyes like uh, I've seen it a lot um, and and I can I can watch it as like let's watch this horror movie, but I can also watch it and it has like a deeper spot in my deeper dark heart. <laughs> I love it. Good one. I mean, it, if you watch that before you're fourteen, it it, sh- it shook you. You yeah. can't say it didn't. Yeah. No matter who you are. Yeah. And I guess kids are getting a little more jaded now, but as as movies get more extreme, but I'd say anyone our age. If you watched it that, yeah, you know, at that age, you were fucked up. And again, like Eric said, I think just the build up, you know, everything you've heard about it, like don't watch it. It's bad. Like it'll bring you'll, you'll get possessed if yeah. you watch it. So it's I love it and it scares me. So yeah, we all still watched it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There's one I blindly bought as a as a documentary that I bought because I was familiar with the story and I. Um, I don't know what I was expecting out of the documentary, but I still wanted to um, kind of see what they had to add to it. But at the time, I didn't realize what it was, but it's actually a documentary of the diary of a man who committed suicide um, called The Sound of Insects. Um, I think this is another one that it hit me hard. Like, I could not, I still think about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it for like a month after I watched it. I don't think I've ever showed any of you. It's just so bleak. I don't think I would want to watch it again, like even with friends, or at least not right now. Um, 
might give it a few years. Fragile times, right? Yeah, it's um. <laughs> so it's the story. You may have heard of the story, but they found a mummy of a forty-year-old man. Um, a hunter did in the remote woods in like Japan. I don't think it's the infamous murder or suicide forest, though. I just think it was like off the road a little bit. Somewhere. Like in a log. He's in a tent. Um, and what um, he did—that's not the, believe it or not. This is not the fucked up part. Yeah. How he did it. He starved himself to death. It took, I think, 50-something days or 40. He still had a... He would drink water from rain. And he would take stomach pills because he knew it was going to hurt. So he was constantly taking that. And I think he mentions in the diary taking longer than he expected and how terrible it was. And he started hallucinating. But it's fascinating to kind of understand what happens toward the end and uh you feel terrible for watching it for being curious i think that's the point and the whole movie is about how he just didn't feel part of the world no one accepted him he just felt too much of a loner and he just felt like a burden on the world he didn't he stayed he just had nothing to offer and he was going nowhere at 40 years old so he that's why he did it but my god literally every day he takes notes about what he's experiencing. So you're just like experiencing slow suicide with this dude in the movie. And uh, most of the movie itself is just David Lynch style, just scenes of woods, scenes of rain, a little bit of hallucination. He said he was seeing a little girl on a horse toward the end. He thinks it was like his guardian angel or something, but um, very, very weird movie. So it's actually called The Sound of Insects Record of a Mummy. From 2009. So, if you really, really, really want to feel down in the dumps, watch that movie. I feel it's on that line of depraved, but yet so intriguing and interesting. Like, you want to know. Uh, mm-hmm. I did the, the book, I think it's called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, and I can't think of her name now, but she's a, she's got like a YouTube channel, probably like an Instagram account. Um, but she's a celebrity female uh, mortician. Mm. And it just kind of describes everything of like what she went through through school and her day-to-day, you know, routines and stuff. And it's not something I want to, obviously, career-wise, but right. it is something you kind of think about, like, your body, if you're dead and you're going through that process, like, you know, kind of like what happens. Doesn't it hurt? Well, I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to read the book to According find out. According to uh, Return of the Living Dead. Well, mm-hmm. it hurts. I guess it depends. <laughs> depends on what serum they use on you. Trioxin. But, yeah, again, that's another thing. It's like, you know, super dark, but it's also something you want to learn about. I mean, it's, it's interesting. kind of like a little, I think it's a little human nature to be mm-hmm. interested in, like, death. Yeah, I, I I remember I wrote something about this online as well. Um, I wrote how this guy felt like he had nothing to add, but I'm like, dude, you added insight to shit people wondered about for years, and never got this detail before. Okay, I doubt you guys are gonna bring up martyrs in this discussion today, but martyrs, this is essentially that movie. Yeah, he was tortured and was telling you what he was seeing just like they're trying to do in that movie. And 
we're the fucking cult members getting to witness it so it's it's fucked up but yeah I don't recommend it <laughs> do they is it on a book too or is it just a I don't know it's probably an audiobook it's just a narrator the entire time with artsy shit that isn't yeah. relevant so I mean it's relevant but it's not needed I feel like it was on Netflix at one point right I feel like I might have watched it uh you it's would not forget it yeah, I promise if, you. If, if you anything, the whole I think it's. Um, I think there's some movies that might have stolen some of that, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Probably. Like if, like about the, uh, the, you know, famous forest. Oh, there's yeah, a shitload of those. This isn't that. But I remember seeing like this group of people that got lost in there or something, mm-hmm. and one guy was like, I, I get like the forest was getting to him. Like I give up, and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not gonna eat, and they like kind of walk out, and he's basically starves as he walks out mm, yeah that's not this but no that's like an no, it's it was a big case when it happened I mean it was a big deal alright sorry to go so long well I mean I kind of I have a I've talked about it I don't I think it's on one of the other episodes we don't we haven't released but it's the, that mockumentary documentary type of like I talked about nightmare mm-hmm. possibly paralysis for some reason, that shook me for days after that. Still, like it, I don't know if that shook me, but it piqued my interest mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. Because of, you know, like at first I was like, whatever, whatever. And I might have told this story. I'm not sure if it actually came out or not, but I'm going to tell it you. It hasn't. Okay. It'll, someday it's going to be, when I think about it, and it's gonna um, be a bonus episode. A crap episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to tell that story now. And it's going to be, and so anyways, me and my wife were watching that documentary about sleep paralysis and it interviews a f- few different people. But in the middle of that, um, so my friend came to the house and we paused it or whatever. And we're like, oh, he came over and we're like, hey, have you ever heard of sleep paralysis? And, and he was all weird about it. And he was saying like, yeah, yeah. Wait, he randomly brought it up. Well, we were in the middle of watching so it. So he saw it on and, the screen? And I, we just like, yeah, we're watching this. Oh. About sleep paralysis. <laughs> it is randomly I was about, to say. Randomly I was about to say. He was like, yeah, I know about it. But it was like, you ever experience it? And he was like, he's like, I don't like to say, tell people because I feel crazy when I say it. And we're like, so you have. And I, I was like, so <laughs> my interest was peaked then. I was like, what? Well, did you see anything? Because people were saying they see different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or see the same thing across the world, which is that's intriguing. the creepy part. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, yeah, I saw this. I used to see this weird little demon creature sitting on the edge of my bed, laughing at me, and I couldn't move. And he would just sit there and laugh. And right before he walked in, that documentary showed a, a painting from seventeen hundred from the seventeen hundreds called the Nightmare of this lady on a bed, and there's a big black stallion. There's this little fucking demon sitting on the edge of her bed. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And like, I saw that painting and I, he said that and I clicked. And Did I you had, rewind it? Well, is, that I the, like, is that the fucker? I, I looked it up. I looked it up and I was like, this painting is from seventeen hundred from the 1700s. And I showed him, I was like, this, was it similar to like this weird little furry demon dude? And he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that makes you think like, Interdimensional shit passed so down from generations, like yeah. So I, I was like, I, that whole I was like, oh my, 
and I was because some people were like, well, if you talk about it, you might we experience. I was like, oh, please, great. No. <laughs> well, some people see old hags. One of our mutual friends. I was going to bring up. I wonder if it's the same person, but clearly that's the second person. And um, he sees this. Like he'll, he thinks it. He still thinks it's just a nightmare, recurring, mm-hmm. recurring nightmare. But there's an old hag on his chest yeah. that you can't move. It feels like she's holding him, but you can't move and you can't kind of can't breathe. Yeah. But there's an old hag. The most common is shadow people, which mm-hmm. is common for a lot of people. But that maybe could be explained. That could be like some weird scientifically brain thing. shadows and shit. But once they start. Saying some like of the detailed stuff, stuff over is over insane. centuries. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we watched that with you over here too. I think you like, you guys came over and be like, "Have you guys seen this?" Top hat guy is he on there? I, I had, heard about that. Leader. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I had heard of sleep paralysis. Some X Files shit. I mean, I've never experienced yeah. anything. And it's, it like it scared me. It interested me because like, I'm all about paranormal or like weird inter- interdimensional, and it's a it's not like a Christian thing because of course some people's like well I prayed and yeah. it went away or one lady on there was like this it laid down in my bed and like had sex with me but I prayed and it went away so it was like there's some weird stuff but then there's like accounts in like third world countries that are aren't Christian based seen these weird shadow people, which makes me believe it's like maybe some weird stuff. It's a psychological brain. thing. Well, well, it's like I don't want to discount weird brain things that yeah. make your you know see human form or whatever. But it, regardless, they're seeing something. They're all seeing the same thing. Yeah. And it's been going on for hundreds I, of years. I wonder. There's probably <laughs> scientific studies written about it. Uh, we need to check that there out. There is. I looked it. it up. There is. A, what do they try to we'll say to it is? Get up. Probably don't know. They don't know why yeah. they're seeing the same thing. Yeah. They can't explain can't it. Can't explain that. But yeah, that movie, and it's fairly new. The, there's reenactments that are pretty cheesy and stuff, but I don't know. It's, it made me, I thought about it. I still think about it. I've never seen anything, but I've had the feeling of like something on your chest, like not, like like you're awake, but you can't move. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen two or three times, but it only happens for like five seconds. Yeah. And then I snap out of it, and it feels like I wake up like a second time, and it's really weird. So I'm like, was I actually asleep, or was that the end of my dream? Right. And you're just confused, but luckily I didn't see a fucking demon This one demon guy at work used to have it, and he would come into work. So I could, you know, I would go in at 5 a.m., and he'd come in and be like, yeah, he was late or something, and he'd be like, yeah, I got I had sleep paralysis. It was just like normal. I'm like, so I asked him, I was like, was like well, what, what, what is it? It's before I saw this, actually. Jeez. It's like, well, what is it? And he's like, oh, no, I just lay in my bed. And, you know, you can just see my, I just saw my room or whatever, and I couldn't move. And I was like, so you're like awake? And he was like, yeah, I was awake. I just couldn't move. <laughs> it's like, this is so weird and creepy. Yep. Super right. fascinating. Well, on that note, I want to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to witness some scenes from the next attraction to play this theater. This picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset.
we urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave the auditorium. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. I do if someone finds me before I die. Day 17. In the evening, I could hear the sound of insects. I'm not alone. The only sound coming from the radio is like the buzzing of a mosquito. There are three candles left. This last film, I still don't really know, like I, I push it on a lot of people that haven't seen it or heard about it, but it's hard because I don't know how to sell it, because when I talk to them about it, they're just like, it sounds really boring, or that sounds really weird, or, but, you know, I just have that problem trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to explain it, but it is one of my favorites, um, for good reasons, I think it's not a, it's not a bad one. Um, Nineteen seventy-three, uh, Jodorowsky's *Holy Mountain*. Mm. Um, it's, I mean, it's widely popular. I would say probably one of his most popular. Um, but I just remember the first time I watched it, um, it stuck with me for a really long time, and I couldn't figure out why. And still, I, you know, again, I don't know why, <laughs> but there's so much going on. There's so much color. Uh, the imagery, um, there's not another movie like this. Like, I, I yeah. feel safe to say that. Like, present day, uh, there's not another movie like this. There's a few of his movies like that. Yeah. Santa Sangre is super unique. El Topo, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's another one. 
I still haven't seen his Dune documentary. I started it. I want to see it bad. Classic. Started it, didn't finish. <laughs> um, so just a quick little synopsis. It is kind of hard, I guess. Some people haven't heard of it or him, maybe, because it isn't super mainstream. I've never seen it. <sighs> it's a doozy. I, I know what you're going home with tonight. <laughs> Um, so, in a corrupt, greed-fueled world, a powerful alchemist leads a Christ-like figure and seven materialistic figures to the Holy Mountain, where they hope to achieve enlightenment. So, that saying that, like, that doesn't really give you a whole lot. It kind of sounds like, ugh, it's, it's pretty deep and artsy and whatever, meditating movie or something, but there's there's so much more in it. And it's a long movie, but um, I want everyone to see this movie in their life. I just feel like, in one way or another, it can it will impact them, whether it's good or bad. I just think it's an extraordinary film. Um, and he is crazy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a character, and he's in all his... I think he's in almost all his movies, isn't mm-hmm. he? think so but um our again our mutual friend jeremy um showed it to me and i i can remember the first time i watched it i don't even know if he explained it to me i think he was just like hey we you need to watch this movie half the movies we would watch with him or any mostly him but other people too hey want to watch something weird yeah yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's all it took. Since you point. called him out, thanks, Jeremy, for yeah. showing me a reversal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this the next movie I'm going to talk about is a Jeremy movie too. So we will uh, we'll bring him on sometime. We're yeah, going to have him on bring him pretty on. soon. It'll be a uh, special occasion. Because yeah, I honestly we could probably mention him once an episode. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got an eye for cinema, mm-hmm. so. And he's opened doors for a lot of people to yeah. some crazy stuff. Maybe not should have been opened, but but yeah. If, yeah, if one I'm sorry, one story told me I can't remember the exact movie, but we watched the movie and he turned around and was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> he apologized, dude. dude he, I I will not tell the stories for him. He will maybe tell these stories, but there's a doozy of a story where he got into some hot water over showing a certain person a movie <laughs> and i i hope he's willing to tell that story we'll have him on we'll uh, either let him pick the movie or we can just just he's have just him on to shoot the shit yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you can uh find holy mountain it's it's not cheap but you can usually find it streaming somewhere you have to pay for it or you, you should just buy the movie but, or borrow it from one of us. Or borrow it, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's... I think for cinema history, it should be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, especially this cinema history as in cult genre movies. It's, oh, it's it was a big midnight movie when it came out. I mean, it, it. I'm pretty sure it was kind of like a eraser head type. Yeah very quick word of mouth people want to see it in that scene you know um it made a quick impact but yeah just the use of colors and images and everything just go in with an open mind and watch it 
That's Lots of drugs. <laughs> well, I mean, here here's the deal. Sober or not, yeah, it's it's you, good. You will feel something like kind of the recurring theme tonight. Like it, it makes you feel something, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a creepy or a fear or or if you're just sick intrigue. of remakes and comic books and video game movies, then yeah, get you that would be a good dig break. in for this. A good palate cleanser, mm-hmm. except for one scene <laughs> about gold. Mm-hmm. But that's not all I'll say. Go watch it, Holy Mountain. All right, all right. I, I dedicate my. My next pick to uh, Jeremy. <laughs> so I think, if I'm not mistaken, I worked at Blockbuster in the early 2000s, and I was a, he was my roommate, and I believe I brought this home blind. I think I brought this home blind, and we watched it, and we both fell in love with the movie because it was just so hard-hitting. And we still, I've seen him mention it on, on social media to people. I still bring it up to people. Um, it actually had a, I'll just say what it is, 2004 is when it came out. So yeah, I think I worked there until 05. Um, uh, it's a movie called Mysterious Skin by, uh, Greg Araki. I mean, he's done some other cult films and stuff. Um, I'm not going to run a long time. I don't want to keep digging into that stuff, but, oh man. So it's a mystery, sort of. Um, you get a young, young, young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Or love it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Levitt. Sorry, John, um, John Levitt. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. I'm more intrigued about it. But anyway, uh, could you imagine him being, being deep faked into that movie? I that role. Love City Slickers. Okay, so anyway, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays like a. They call him a teenage hustler, but he's a fucking male prostitute, right. gay prostitute. Let's just God, say. I watched that with. And you. then um, another young man, just kind of a nerdy loner that. He's obsessed with alien abductions, and he gets bloody noses, and you kind of start feeling like he thinks he's seeing aliens. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. We're going to change that. But anyway, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is just <laughs> like kind of the sleazy, slimy like prostitute, just doing what he can to get by, and you can tell he's damaged. And then the other kid seems normal for a while, and by the end, you're like, oh, fuck, he's damaged too. And then they intersect, and you realize they knew each other when they were young. And then, and so basically, in a nutshell, it had. I was wrong. Whatever I said was the saddest ending to a movie. I was wrong. It's this movie. Soul crushing. Like, I I cry when I watch the end of this movie. No matter how many times I've seen it. So anyway, Joseph Gordon Love or Levitt. Fuck. Basically, <laughs> he meets up with this kid, and the kid is like, "Why is this happening to me?" I you know. He starts telling him it's not aliens, it's it's something you've blocked from your memory. You know, um, we've both had trauma, and we both reacted completely different ways to this trauma. I mean, it goes into flashbacks, and the whole end of the movie is him telling this kid what fucked him up. And he was like, basically our fucking baseball coach when we were five years old would take us here and rape us. And it's so fucked up. It kind of shows flashbacks. He describes what he would make the kids do to each other and all this fucked up shit. And the whole time, the kid is not crying anymore. He's crying when he's scared and doesn't know why he's all fucked up. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt is calmly telling him all this shit. Because he's a prostitute. It's already done the damage and he's accepted it a long time ago. 
So he's just calmly telling this kid, and the kid is just empty-eyed, sitting there listening to it all. And, like, you see tears coming down Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face. Oh, my God. It is it is beautifully shot scene, too, like, in the room. I think it's snowing outside. Uh, carolers, Christmas caroler, carolers, like, come up and are, like, singing during it outside their house. And you're just fucking... It's haunting. So, basically, he gives him the closure he wanted the whole movie and realizes he's not fucking crazy with thinking aliens are coming for him, but he's haunted by his past that he blocked, which Joseph Gordon-Levitt accepted. But, man... That conversation at the end is the saddest thing you'll ever see in a movie. Guaranteed. Um, it's a good movie, though. I mean, there's real weird, depraved stuff happening in the movie, but if you can make it to that ending, I recommend it. There's a weird sexual assault in that movie. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy movie in many ways, but um, it's one of that director's more serious movies, for sure. He's done some... Some weirder, weirder ones that dive more into comedy. Yeah, that's one that I only watched once. Yeah, it sounds pretty heavy. So, again, like, obviously we are not suggesting you see all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody looks at things a little different. Obviously, like, we do like to see stuff that shocks us. I mean, I've seen Solo won't watch it again. I've seen Serbian film. I've seen Martyrs. You know, I I went down the list. It's not it's not bragging. Some of it's not even worth your time, which you know that's fine. Again, it's it's everyone's perspective and opinions. These are just some that you know got us. Um, but more on that, we're gonna give you some stuff that here at Cult Transmissions we think you should avoid. <laughs> so, not a lot of disrespect to the directors or anything. Everybody wants to make art, wants to do stuff. That's fine, I respect that. But personally, like some some things that we don't think you should see. I, well, I put some down also that I'll mention that I avoided myself because yeah. of everyone else. Well, I mean, that's part of it too, yeah. Who wants to go? I'll tell you two I avoided, which you guys are gonna be shocked because I'm I'm, a, I'm pretty sure you think I've seen these two movies. If you say munchies, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've definitely watched munchies. No, but I have never seen just based on what you guys guys have said this whole time. I've never seen Serbian film or yeah. Martyrs. Martyrs is great. They're both great. I know, but based mm-hmm. on... I'm, that's what I'm saying. Based on what everyone okay. says to me. I don't think... Everyone's that. like... Every time there's a movie, like... Or someone's like, oh, it's fucked up. Oh, no, Serbian film. I know. And I'm like... And I just missed... Well, like, because I was married. At, I married and I had kids. Right. But when these... By the time I've heard of these. And, uh... So I just... Well, yeah, you can't watch into, it around then. Well, I haven't <laughs> even gotten into watching... Disturbing films out in of a the, long time. Out of the two, I would say definitely Martyrs. Because it, it makes you feel something, but it's it's the opposite of what... Yeah. I think I view it different. I think I do. I mean, I, I'm saying, like, out of the two, I think you should watch that one. I think you would Watch it first, it. for sure. Serbian film, I just... I didn't get a lot from it. 
I think it was just too much talk about it, and then I watched it, and it didn't it didn't shake me or anything. Yeah. But it I just, read about. I it. thought the end was more dramatic and sad than I was expecting. I, I didn't I, I didn't know where the end was going to go, and that it took a serious dramatic turn, which I appreciated because it is a very heavy movie. But what's what I appreciate about it and think it has its place is the whole fucking thing the director was like I'm gonna make the most fucked up thing I can as right. a middle finger to Serbia who's trying to censor me it's a and most I, punk rock movie you can ever make I, I can respect that I just think as a film like yeah that's some crazy shit in it it just I don't know it didn't it didn't do anything well when you me. think about the story. It, I'm there's not more from st- Serbia, though. So there's that, more story yeah. than I expected. Is all I'm saying. Like it all has a reason to be there. It's a depraved. And he, he's basically held hostage, forced to do these things. So the scenes that are just relaxed scenes. It's a pretty good it's looking super film. Super well made. The acting I mean, is fantastic. It's so people think Hostel's all fucked up and stuff. I was like, this runs circles around Hostel as a film. As a torture film, if you want to call it that. So, I'll go next. Um, I grew up, and probably like the majority of all of you, going, you know, different video stores, renting VHS, the stuff that I could find that I didn't have at Blockbuster, and obviously some of those were Faces of Death, which everyone knows the story about those. However, there's another series, kind of like Faces of Death, that I would say avoid because I don't see it, um, it doesn't give you anything, and it's, from what I can tell, it's a series, but it's called Paramedics, and it's what it is. It's, it's cut scenes, it's not even, like, there's no dialogue, it's literally just whoever tipped off this reporter, cameraman, and they could get to the car crash scene, or train running over someone, what whatever uh burning victim drug overdose whatever they could get their tip on and get there and film it before coroners and police get there it's just rotten.com the movie yeah and it's just a whole series of those so i would say as as much as i'm down to to accept any form of art i don't feel like that provides anything to society or the film culture I just I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in like EMT school, maybe. But even then, it's like I it's don't. It's not like. I, I, yeah, I don't understand the uh, the appeal. So that's one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Faces of Death. I watched. Yeah. Probably eighth grade, ninth grade, pretty young. And it's you, weird and disturbing, but like a lot of that shit's fake. It was right. from movies. And they come, so. they came out with that poser shit later right on. Like a lot of it was. <laughs> Was fake, but but uh, so <laughs> Clay might appreciate this, but one of the ones I've always avoided apparently is an amazing movie, and I always wanted to watch it, and I could never convince myself to do it. It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a ninety-four percent on Metacritic, and this is from eighty-eight, so all these years, perfect score. Grave of the Fireflies. Has anyone seen it? It's animated. It's like an no, anime. Heard of it. It's war slash animation, and it's 
a, I've heard it's the most soul-crushing movie ever made. Like, emotionally. Mm. It's not violent. It's not gory, to my knowledge. I don't know. But it's about, like, a little girl, basically, during war. It's like a, it's described as a devastating meditation on the human cost of war. And uh, it involves, like, little girls losing parents, trying to survive a war. I'm pretty sure they're the main characters. I'm just like, I don't think I want to watch that. <laughs> but everyone yeah. says you will ball the entire movie. I'm just like, I don't know. Sad movies don't appeal to me unless there's other stuff. If it's just sad the whole time, I'm just like, so I don't like, know. Isn't that kind of like, so Clay's not here, but he did tell us a movie you would never watch was The Man Behind the Sun. Man behind That's the sun. not animated. Mm-hmm. No, but it's kind of the same like showing they, this they is made it to show you what fictional, yeah. What they would do from the like, you know, wartime. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how historically accurate any of this stuff is, yeah. but I mean it's Americans bombing them in the movie, so I guess it's probably yeah. It's probably uh somewhat historical. Yeah, it's gotta be awesome. But uh and then I are we just saying our two without going in a circle? Oh I got more, but go for it. Well I only got two, so um well wait, on the topic of Movies we wouldn't recommend people watching. There was one other movie that fucked me up that I would not recommend unless you want to watch something super fucked up for the the thrill of it. But and it's not like fucking what's it called? Um, Guinea Pig series fucked up. You know, it's uh, Living and the Dead. Have you heard of it? I might have talked about it from from two thousand six. It's like a movie about like a they kind of call him like a man-child. He's like a 30-year-old adult that is basically a child mentally. Um, hand, pretty mentally handicapped, you could say. The dad basically has to... He's like a... Not a king, but he's some kind of royalty in like Britain. And he leaves in their mansion. The mom is deathly sick and he's going to try to get money to pay for her care. So he leaves, and a nurse is getting there pretty much like an hour or two after, like pretty quick after he leaves. The nurse is supposed to meet and take care of the mom. So the boy, or the man, the son, is like, I want to take care of you, mommy. And she's like, no. She's bedridden. She's like, no, you cannot do this. And he's like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. So the nurse knocks on the door. He lets her in. He fucking murders her. And... The rest of the movie is the mom scared out of her mind, like having just all this fucked up shit happen and the kids losing control of all the situation. And basically it ends as badly as you would expect. A bunch of terrible shit happens, but there's scenes where it's just so fucked up. There's scenes where she like shits her pants and he starts crying and doesn't know how to fix it. And she's crying because she's clearly knows she's probably going to die in the care of this severely handicapped like guy but i was like i watched the whole movie it's very well made but i wish i didn't watch it like that's i don't say that ever i'm usually like i got something out of that movie it fucked me up and i don't i wish you wouldn't have told us about it yeah i don't recommend it but it if you want to watch a movie that truly captures madness happening through the eyes of like a mentally challenged person like oh if you want, I mean, I always talk about the top of the mountain of movies. That's mine. I can watch any graphic, gory movie. I mean, yeah. Jeremy showed me fucked up ones that 
are more disturbing than Serbian film. I won't even talk about it, right? That's probably for another episode. This destroys that as far as what it did to me. Like Those movies like Serbian film, I'll think about it for a day or two and be like, oh, that was gross. But this was like sad, disgusting. You want to throw up like after you watch this movie. That's the shit that I thought about for this episode. But as, when you said don't recommend it, that's the only one on my list I would not loan to somebody. And I own it, and I wish I didn't. It only just occurred to me by us saying, hey, don't watch this. Mm-hmm. Immediately you'll probably Google this, these movies before. I mean, if, you, it, fine, if you're if you a fucking thrill seeker and you want to push yourself, troll. watch yeah. some of these movies. But, but I'd recommend... Okay, I wouldn't recommend Benny's video. That's too depressing as well. Irreversible, you should watch. Sound of Insects, sure... Mysterious skin, it's really good, but yeah. Got yeah. any more, Eric? Uh, no. I have. Go ahead. You go with the ones you avoided, but I have a couple honorable mentions of like that kind of shit. Oh, I got one more to avoid, okay. or that I've avoided. So, Troth briefly mentioned them, but the whole uh, guinea pig series, it's just. It's torture porn. They're still doing them. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Solomon, just, Song of Solomon was the newest one. That's that's literally it. I mean, it's just torture porn. There's um, one called Grotesque, too. That's that's not guinea pig, but it's fucking... I would say avoid most, if not all, of anything by Lucifer Valentine. Yeah. It's artsy. That's fine. That's how you want to look at it, but uh, I, just, I would say avoid it mm-hmm. for, for the majority of you. And then... Another hard avoid for me be anything from the August Underground toe tag production. Bob, is that Beelzebub or whatever? Is that him? I don't know what his name is. Yeah, but I think just that might be him. all of them. There, it's just literally the cheapest made uh, homemade snuff film crap. Possible juggalos. If they hear this, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I, it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I can see gore. That's fine. But make it look good. Yeah, I think teenagers is who that appeals to. Give, give me at least a storyline. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I just... I mean, that. see, I hate the term torture porn when it's used incorrectly. You used it correctly with those movies because they are utterly pointless. Yeah. Like a porn film. You watch it... You don't watch a porn film when you want to watch a movie. Right. If Nobody... Nobody. I watched the trailers of these movies, and if, you know, it kind of goes back to you, like, I regret watching the trailers, not that they were disgusting, but I just felt like I belittled myself, like yeah. I kind of went down a little bit, well, like, wasting it, my time. It pisses me off. I, I got to the point where I don't even acknowledge anymore, but I used to get so irritated by people calling martyrs, torture porn... Just so many like good, well-crafted, artistic movies with a purpose. Yes, they're violent as fuck, but look at RoboCop. That was violent as fuck. Is that torture porn? No, it's stupid. Like, no one's watching Martyrs in the mindset like this arouses weird primal sense, you know, sensibilities in me. Like, yeah. no. I mean, that's what that shit's for. Or Faces of Death. Like, no story. I just want to watch a blade go into skin. Like, right. nobody, like, martyrs, like, 
all the French extremity pretty much was called torture porn. I'm like, yeah. no, these these are this is a movement for like a country that's making a statement. Like you're, you're, you're like you just said, you're belittling directors that spent a year of their life writing and making a movie that should be appreciated more. Like I don't know, I really hate that term, but it, there are a few cases where it's appropriate. But I don't know, I don't like when horror directors get lumped with porn directors. It's just not the same thing. And again, this is just us speaking. So, you know, take that how you want. Brian's right. (laughs) But it's just my opinion. No, no, I agree with you. What I'm saying is those are torture porn films to a T. If that term is going to be used, you've nailed it. Yeah. So there's a couple movies that I just want to mention, like, that... It disturbed me not enough to, like, really put it on the main list, but, like, um, I hated, like, Jungle Holocaust, mm-hmm. and even some of in Cannibal Holocaust, the animal scenes. Right, that's that's, that's universally. But, um, I just wanted to throw those out there, they're pretty disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what kind of used to get, that still gets me is, like, so, I, these two films, have you seen Bully? I think it's called mm-hmm. Bully, with the... Yeah. From uh, uh, the main the guys in storytelling, uh, one of them, the, the one with the rat tail. I think it's called Bully, but like so, Bully and even Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. like when kids kill other kids, fucks me up. Yeah, yeah. it disturbs. It's terrible. Mean, mean Creek is another one like that. It's got one of the Culkin brothers in it. It's yeah. You, mean you Creek. should watch that. <laughs> it's exactly what you're describing. They almost think like, almost like a dare, and it goes too far. Is it type like thing. The boat, they, they're on the a boat, boat or like a yeah a raft. Yeah, that's so disturbing. And they bring them like, on there to pick on him, and they, they like, take it too far. Yeah, they like stab him a little bit at first. Man, that's a whole yeah kid movies. That's a that's a whole uh, I mean, genre. Have you seen another disturbing one that I see on people's list a lot? I'll bring it up because you kind of already brought up the genre. Yeah. You seen Eden Lake? It has Michael Fassbender in it and a girl from um, oh shit, I can't remember. She's a British actress. I can't remember what I saw her in recently. Oh, True Detective, uh, season two. I believe she's Vince Vaughn's love interest. But I'd say another one that I watched on a whim. It might be on like Netflix or something. But the two thousand eleven. The Snowtown Murders. Mm, that's really a true story. It, but As, I saw it. And... I didn't know what I was getting into, and that was one that kind of hurt me. Yeah. That stuck with me for a while. It's just, it it felt too real. And yeah, like you said, it's based off true story. Mm-hmm. So it, that. It was filmed exactly in the neighborhoods where it all happened. Like they wanted yeah. it to be as authentic as possible. But, um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's a rough one. Uh, if you want to, I'm not saying avoid it. I'm not saying to watch it. I'm just saying it's a, it's a deep one. That one I was telling you about though, the Eden Lake. Um, I know I started drifting off there. It's about kids killing her boyfriend, her husband, whatever they are on like a trip, for no reason. Just telling them to get out of our turf, and they say no, and they don't want to leave, and they like kind of write them off like oh, they're just stupid kids. Like, oh, well, you think we're kids? They kill him, and then they go after her, and it gets to where she has to make the decision. She's like, okay, these are like 12 to 15-year-old kids. 
I have to kill them or I will die. So she's fucking up these little kids and she's crying because like it's like a little fucking kid and he's like looking at her and like sad as he's, he's killing him. And at the end, devastating movie. She like kind of survives a lot of it and gets away and kills a couple of them. She goes to a house. The first house she knocks on is their fucking crazy parents and it's their house. Yikes. So in the end, when you think she's safe, hello, gut punch. Like it's the crazy family and she's probably about to die. It just hey. Oh, I would say for me any I can watch just about anything I'll give it some time and just try and appreciate it just for the experience but if it has one of the two if not both animal killings now as a as a parent child killing I can't I can't do it man especially animals I, I love cannibal holocaust I love all those jungle movies Except the animal stuff. And, and it's been told time and time again. Like, everyone knows the stories with those. But it just... I don't know. I guess I'm a different kind of person. But seeing humans get slaughtered on film doesn't make me blink an eye. But a, but a turtle, I can't take it. You mean the, the happy score didn't take your mind off of all that? Well, it is a good soundtrack. <laughs> Alright, I think that's about wait, wait, wait. it. Huh? One more. <laughs> One more avoid that I have to mention. Squeeze another stinker out. You, you even mentioned as a dad why something might be hard yeah. to watch. So there's a movie, a documentary that I have avoided, and I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. I've been recommended it a billion times called Dear Zachary. You guys heard of that? Yeah. Have you watched it? I don't think so. Uh, it's about... A guy, I, I don't know if they're good friends or best friends or just acquaintances, but uh, a father gets murdered and the son is like a baby. Like baby. Like obviously never met, remember the dad. So this dude spent years going and like interviewing all the people that knew the dad. Like, like just hours of footage telling the story of that guy's life. Everything he could dig up about the dad. And gave it as a gift to the kid so, like, the kid could know his dad. And it's just, it sounds so sad. Like, everyone describes it as powerful, uplifting, but just utterly depressing. Like, because, I mean, he was murdered, so they had to tell the story, you know. But, like, that shit, I can't. Because I'm sure by the end of it, I think the kid's older now. I, I don't know. I just don't want to know where it goes. Like, it just sounds way too depressing to handle for me. And everyone said it's fantastic, but I don't know. That's the shit that gets to me. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Don't don't hate us <laughs> yeah. because we're curious. You may not want to even check some of these films out right now. And don't. Yeah. Just Google the name. Look at the picture. Avoid. Watch it. Whatever, but don't hate us. Um, so yeah, so next week is Eric's pick. So what are we so, doing? I'm gonna do munchies. A fun one. Munchies. No. <laughs> oh, it is on Prime now. Uh, <laughs> I got the VHS. If you want to get <laughs> but uh, real with it. I'm gonna do a fun. Just, I'm gonna. We're gonna flip it around. That's fine. We're gonna do an we action. need it after this. Samurai Cop call. top action movie. No, not quite that bad. Samurai Cop two. Although we should probably just as bad. I need. I haven't actually even watched them. Yet. I don't know what's 
But I want to do it. So it says it's on Hulu. So we'll figure it out. Make sure. Because okay. I did not actually double check. But it says it is. But it's from 1985. Mm-hmm. Travis was talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando. Commando. <laughs> such a fun movie. Uh, I thought I... about watching it. Such a good movie. That's crazy. Because earlier when we were talking about Arnold, Arnold, um, I was going to bring up, I had never seen Commando. And I started it. I so I'm like Commando. halfway I through. Milano and yeah. So I like it. Hang on. We're going to get a live Yeah, I'm going to try to get a speaker here. We're going to announcement. Uh, Let's see if Clay. he picks up or makes us look like a, like a fucking idiot. Well... <laughs> Hang on. It'll way. take a minute. You keep talking about Commando. Yeah. Yeah, so I, re- I remember Commando. It's like from my childhood. Like for most of my picks are. It's weird because it's not what I thought it was. Because I always saw the picture and I thought it was like another like Arnold's in the jungle with like machine guns no, and stuff. It's like, and it's, it's not. Uh, it's kidnapped and he has to go get save his daughter. It's terribly made movie <laughs> yeah. there are more fuck ups I think than any movie ever well, made yeah there's a, yeah we'll have to, I'll have to know alright let's see uh, if I can get him on the we're gonna line here call the Clayton Buckles and see what he's doing Tom on the podcast hey Clayton we're on the air say something stupid uh hey Clay you're on the air so don't say anything regretful here but uh Eric wants to announce the next movie we're gonna watch to you on the on the air here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing 1985 action flick, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando should be on Hulu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. I want to turn it around a little. A bit. little palate cleanser. Uh, I think we thought you'd be a little more excited than this. All right, well, it was good talking to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll talk right. to you See you next All right. week. All right, well. All right. All right, I'm going to. That was a heavy episode. Yeah, I'm feeling kind well, of. Well, you made it a little lighter with some Arnold. Yeah. So, if you want. I think we're only talking to a couple of people out here at this point, but comment some some good movie stories that hurt you or made you feel something, or or watch all the movies we talked about and yeah, tell us what you thought. Subscribe, <laughs> follow, comment, listen, share, tell everybody about us. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.